Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we discuss our second volunteer gig at Pebble Beach, recap the Houston Open, Lexi's finish at the Pelican Women's Championship, and much, much more. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 45. I am your host, Randy Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. Today on the podcast, we're going to discuss the uh, AT&T Pro-Am, which we are volunteering for, um, a recent round at Corica Park. We're going to recap the Houston Open and talk some LPGA and even some Champions Tour. And then we will, uh, as always, we'll wrap up with our segment of Up and Down. So, how's your week been? Everything been good? Dude, solid week, solid week. Uh, you know, I think uh, the, probably the biggest news of last week is that the boys are back on the volunteer front. Yeah. Um, we got the confirmation emails on Friday evening. We'll be out at the Pebble Beach AT&T Pro-Am um, doing our thing. Quiet, mm-hmm. please. Uh, adjusting be- ropes. Galleries will be gallery, managed. Managing yep. the fuck out of some galleries They won't even there. know it. That's how uh, effective uh, managers we are. It's going to be great. I'm really excited for it. Uh, we talked about this as soon as we finished volunteering for the Fortinet um, to just, let's just do them all in the, in the area that we can. Fuck and, yeah, dude. And that was the first one that we thought of. Uh, yeah, I'm juiced. I, yeah. I'm very excited. Um, I've actually never been to the Pro-Am before. I've been, I went to the yeah. U.S. Open at Pebble, and then which we did, and we both played there. But I'm excited to catch the Pro-Am. Um, really, I, 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 I want to go catch some of the action on the other courses, too. So finish early one day and go right. catch over like on Friday or something, try to sneak over to MPC and Spyglass. Right. Spyglass is probably the, the most one that I, I want to watch. I didn't really think of that um, to – Sign yeah. up for Spyglass on one of those first two days, but no, I didn't want to do that. I want to stay on. on yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. Pebble. But I want to go watch the pros play Spyglass. Right. Um, so you're thinking just, about uh, finishing up early because you have you're on holes two, three, and four I somewhere think. early. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I hopefully have some time uh, to go catch a little bit of the action at Spyglass and MPC, and then yeah, I'm juiced just to be out there for the weekend. I've never seen NPC, so that is now intriguing to me to finish up maybe on one of the, the probably the second day or third yeah. day, go over there and check it out. Hope Hopefully, I can make all four days. Um, they make you sign up for all four days to begin with, so it'll be fun. I'm, I mean, I'm pumped just to see who's going to be playing in it because, you know, there's some, there's some quality talent that plays in the Pro-Am, and then you get to see, you know, the... The celebrities there, yeah, you don't fucking really... Toby Keith, Bill Murray, yeah, that the, the, I mean, the works. Who's, I mean, of all the staples, uh, the celebrities who play, oh, other than Macklemore, which one oh, are you looking forward here. to? The Bill, most? Bill Murray, Bill yeah, Murray, definitely. I mean, golf legend, Caddyshack, and he's always having a good ass time out there. Um, yeah, that's he the dude, it, right? Like Him, he embodies the Huey, that. yeah, Huey Lewis always out there as well, mm-hmm. um, and, and a good good golfer. So, uh, and then some of the hockey guys because those dudes are all fucking sticks. So I don't remember, I I can't remember the field last year of of uh, the celebrities who played. Do sports guys play in that other than the hockey guys? Because I, I want to say I've seen Steve lot, Young out there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was thinking too, like. I want to I want to see some of the sports guys, the the local guys. You know, I know that Montana doesn't play. I know Jerry Rice plays golf. I don't know if he plays in the pro am anymore. Um, I know he has in the past. 
So if any of those guys are out there playing, that would be super sweet. Larry Fitz. Okay, that's right. He was on the challenge with Mac Malcolm Moore yeah, and Carlton. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Alfonso Ribeiro, big golf guy. Really good, too. Yeah. He's really no, good. No, dude, it's going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. Um I, I, I can't wait. Like I said, we're we're gonna we'll probably we'll figure this out off podcast, but rent a place down there or something for the weekend and right. fucking um just have a great time. Obviously, you can't have a bad time at uh at Pebble Beach. So uh what knowledge are you bringing from the Fortinet experience to volunteering at Pebble? I mean, I'm gonna say this probably will you know, I don't know. I would think there'd be bigger galleries, but you're spread mm-hmm. out over three courses for the first couple of days. So right. maybe not so much. Um, I mean, I wish not nothing really. It's not that hard. Right. It's <laughs> so super easy. Like, 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 the, only, the only thing that's going to change is where the hospitality tent is and all that yeah, stuff. Like, I yeah. Our jobs yeah. Are I mean, I we'll figure out, you know, course, some little little snippets and where to cut through and stuff as we're there. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, nothing. Like, I can't. It, yeah. it, it, if it's as chill as the Fortinet, which I would imagine it is, um, should be should be pretty easy. I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to actually text my guy. Um, I don't forgot his name. Uh, my guy from, from <laughs> the Fortnit though, um, and 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 uh, see if he's coming out because he said he, he flies out and he does the AT and T too. Oh, uh, he's gonna be out there then. Yeah. Fuck, that, what, was, what was that dude's name? You can't. Yeah, we can't forget his name. It's not Gary, is it? No. Um. So you got holes two, three, and four. You got the you got that par five, five hundred eleven yards. You got the. Oh yeah, you got that par uh, par four, that dog leg left. I'm hoping I'm at three because then I get yeah. the ocean view. Right, two is a cool yeah. hole, um, but you're not you, you got to cross the street, look over the ocean. So I'd mm-hmm. rather be on three. Um, and three is a cool hole to watch too. Like you said, it's that huge dog leg, so it forces the player's hands a little bit. Um, and then also a fun hole to watch some amateurs dick around. Yes, and so I'm doing five, six, and six and seven. Um, five is that par three that Nicholas designed and renovated a few years ago, or like 20 years ago. We got the six of par, par five, the signature par five on the course. And then obviously seven and then seven, probably the signature hole of, of the golf course of California of, yeah, if not of of golf in the United States. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I know how that's going to work out, being that I have two par threes, right? Because we did gallery management. Yeah, along. I think that's why there's three three holes in yeah. in your crew there. Well, I mean, who knows? They'll, they'll show us more stuff. I'm um, hoping to get a, a, a. So I was going to ask you this too. So, if you on the hole, would you rather, um, marshal the tee box, the fairway, or the green? So if I'm on the par five, I want to be in the fairway. I want to be landing zone. Um, if I'm on three, I want to be probably on the green, I think, right. um, or the landing zone. I like landing zone, though, because you yeah. get get action. You get to talk to all the people when, when they're coming by and, and, and watching, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just like to see – it's it's just that, – that was fascinating to me was watching these guys, listening to them talk to their caddies and see right. how they approach different shots and, and, and different kind of approaches into the green um, mm-hmm. and then watching them do it and – call out their shot shape and stuff so yeah uh i mean t-box would probably be fun for mm-hmm. a day but i would rather be fairway or greenside right i'm inclined to agree because 
the walk up to an approach shot or a non tee shot, they're a little bit looser, you know, they're kind of like, you know, moving around a little bit, trying to assess their shot a little bit less uh, intense. To, yeah. If you wanted to, you know, say what's up to them or whatever. And then second would be the tee box though, because I want to see these guys, you know, what they do, like how, how they hit it. Well, and a you're tee on shot. par threes too. So probably yeah. a little different than, than, um, you know, I mean, we watch regular golf. We see them crush drives up the tee box all the time. Right. So, but the par three, a little bit different feel to it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't work a par three, so I worked hole one at the Fortinet, and it was just a long par and four. Five's five's a long par three, right? Right. That'd be a pretty fun one. Watching uh, longer, five, long yeah, for longer, us. Fucking longer than uh, lo longer that, than seven. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one ninety two. So that's pretty. That's a pretty sizable. Um, par three. I just don't. I just didn't remember it being that long when I played it. But that's because I don't play from the tips. So it's gonna be exciting. I'm really pumped for that. Um, you know, like I said, or like you were saying, getting a place down there. You know, my dad's going, which is gonna be a great experience for him as well. We're doing this. We're on the same team. So nice. I don't know. Nice. If we, I don't know if we're working the same hole or what, but we'll definitely try to see if we can, you know, swindle that somehow. Um. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, what do you think will be different than the Fortinet? I think it's just gonna be that experience on on steroids. I mean, it's Pebble Beach. Yeah, Silverado's great, but it's not quite as iconic of a course. Um, you know, I'd say we probably have some bigger names in the field. Yeah, and this is the first time. This is the first time they have fans at it. Last year they didn't have any no fans last spectators, year. Spectators, yeah. so should be a lot more exciting. I remember watching it last year, and it was lackluster and that there's no spectators around and just it kind of seemed less of a actual golf tournament and more of just uh you know more well i think they had to kind of numb dumb down a lot of the stuff surrounding all the pro-am and right. the various events so yeah it'll be cool to be back in 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 full swing no pun intended um anything else on on volunteering no no all right should we get on to corica let's do it uh, so we, by the grace of God, we finished our, we sold our souls and got a tea time at Corica <laughs> on a holiday. On a holiday. <laughs> now it had to be a bank holiday in the middle of the week for Veterans Day. Um, most people don't get that day off. So we were actually able to get a decent tea time, you know, still after 11 o'clock, Jesus Christ. But uh, a great day to go out there and play. It was wonderful weather. Dude, beautiful weather. Pace of play was nice and fast. I didn't feel like we waited too long all day. Uh, I got a little slow at the end, but a little bit. Uh, no, no, overall it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, it was a, a great round. The course is in phenomenal shape. That I think, I mean, that's just one of the things that is a uh, bittersweet for me for that golf course. Is it's so fun to play. Uh, the practice facilities are top notch. Yeah, everything's so much fun. So uh, you just can't get on there. You just can't get on and I can understand why. It was cool to see the North Course is opening up. Uh they have 9 holes open so far. And then the marshal was telling us or the starter was telling us that it's extremely short. It's like only 3000 yards long yeah. for the front 9. I, I it still it's... looks challenging as hell. Right. Um they elevated everything. Uh they they had the whole purpose of redoing these golf courses was to essentially move it like up six feet because the drainage was terrible yeah. back in the day. Originally designed by William P. Bell, who designed Sunnyside, who we gave a course review last week mm -hmm. on, which was interesting to, to find out. Redone by Reese Jones, 
um, in the last 12 years, not 12 years, last like six years or whatever, however long it took to, to redo the South Course and now the North. Um, south Course is pretty easy depending on how you play it. You really got to play it from the blues or, or, or even Yeah, it's definitely, definitely short. Right. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's and and this weekend or this week, it lost a little bit of its links vibe because it's kind of wet there from right. the rain. Um, you know, I, I struggled multiple times in the front nine trying to chip and land on the apron and my shots were just dying instead of where they normally, I'm used to playing that in the summer, are going to bump and run out. And, right. you know, you got way more of the, the kind of swells and undulations in play. Right. Um yeah, we definitely got to lengthen out a little bit the next time we play there. Yeah, um, we played but, the whites, which just kind of was actually like with training wheels. It felt like it at times just how everything was was short, especially the par fours. It really shortens them up. I felt yes. The greens started off slow. Um, they definitely picked up some pace. They definitely picked it up, like you said, around around the apron and everything like that was super sticky. So if you missed the green you almost had to put it anyway because it was just going to like a sponge going to grab your club. You and I both chunked one, chunked one each and sculled one each trying to compensate. Yeah. I mean, I was very confident in my short game and my chipping game and I hit some very poor chips yeah. um, aside from missed playing the apron stuff, right? Those, right. those ones I'm not mad at myself for because I'm, I landed right. the ball right where I wanted to land it. It just, mm -hmm. just kept forgetting that it's fucking winter. Or fall, almost winter out here. So, um, but yeah, I yeah we both I like I said, we both we went. I think the first three holes we both bladed a chip over the green. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I bladed, you might have bladed yours a little later on, on the but, on that short par three. Yeah, I was playing pretty well. Walk up to the an eighty yard par three, and I'd make the joke to the the third guy we got paired with. Uh, oh, this is a little chip shot, huh? Proceeded to double that bitch. It happens. It happens. Um, but dude, I thought it was great. It's good to be out there, like uh, we we said, and we've said a number of times. I would love to play that course more often. Um, I want to go play the nor north course, but I, I feel like I'd rather just wait till it's all done. Right. I want to play nine and do a nine hole course review. They were saying how how slow it is out there anyway because it's so short too. You know, and yeah. it's only nine holes. That's a that's recipe for someone getting hit. Um, with a golf ball. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, like I said, I hate how hard it is to get a tee time, but we really enjoy playing that course. I would play it once a month if we could. Hell yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the, one of the better better courses in terms of just uh, conditions. Conditions is priced totally fair, I think. Yeah. I got no problem paying 80, 90 bucks for that, that course. Yep. Um, it's an easy walk, too. Very easy. We both walked. Um, what do you think that you did well in the round? Uh, I'd say it's probably the best I've hit since I've had my new driver and over the last year, probably the best driving round I've had. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have to agree, dude, because the, I mean, we were, we were having some fun out there going for par fours and, and yeah, we were just stuff, smoking like, them and I was only, you know, normally you'd get a good amount of distance off me on a driver and I'm, mm -hmm. I was not too far behind you and I was keeping it straight. I mean, I hit, I hit that one over onto the fucking 18th hole where I had, I got my mile run in. Um, oh, yeah. but that was probably the only bad drive I had all day. Yeah. Um, oh, and I, I duck hooked one. Right. But right. out of most of the other holes, I was playing from the fairway or just off to the fringe. So I, I felt I drove the ball very well as well as I thought you did too. Yeah. Especially coming off of the last two rounds we played together, right out at Seascape. 
uh, in Santa Cruz and then in Fresno, um, found some consistency with the driver. Um, the only time I, I hit, I hit my one duck hook for the round and I ended up parring the hole. Again, that really helps when you're playing a short course like we were, but yeah, overall, I think I did that well. I had some really good iron shots into the green too. My, yeah, you did. I, I feel like my approach was, was better than it's been, you know, probably the past couple months. Um, and then for poorly, I think my short game in terms of chipping around the greens, we, we both kind of suffered in that. And yeah. Then, and then putting, I just I couldn't I couldn't really make. I had I had a few birdies out there, but that was because I was getting on the green and and two on the par five. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Driving Taking that advantage one. of the short shorter right. Hole. Driving that par that so I two putted for birdie. Yeah, my irons, my, my irons, I would like to. Um, have hit a little better. Like I said, I, I, I bladed a chip, but I wasn't too disappointed in my short game around the greens. Cause I was put, putting the ball mo for the most part where I wanted to, it did just, I just wasn't quite getting the bounces that I thought was going to happen, but my irons have been shaky. Um, but I did, I did make a couple adjustments. I started hitting some good iron shots into the green on, on, um, on the back nine, but it's evident when you're not hitting your irons well um, and you're driving the ball well, it's a little bit frustrating out there, right. um, especially for someone that doesn't hit the ball that well off the tee like myself and typically relies on hitting middle irons well into greens. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's the, any golfer can tell you that. That's just the nature of the game. Yep. Any, I don't think you, you didn't have any hosel rockets, none of that. No, 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 no crazy. Uh, just the blade chip, but the, other than that, Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy out there. The hosel, the, thank God, the hosel rockets have left, and I, and know, I don't even man. really think about it too much anymore. But, ah, uh, interesting times. Um, but yeah, you know, just got to get out to the range, hit the irons a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, try to groove it. So, overall, it was very fun though. Great yeah. Veterans Day. Yeah, it was weird going back to work the next day um, and then seeing how great of a weekend we had in the Bay Area in terms of, of weather. I was like, damn, should I, should I play again? I even thought about playing again. I just hit the range instead out there at Presidio. Probably one of the best days um, of the year out there at the Presidio. It was like, it was hot. There was no wind. Yeah. There was no wind. Yeah, Saturday was warm. Um, Houston Open? All right. Let's, let's talk it. All right, so the Houston Open uh, concluded on Sunday. Um, first time back in Memorial Park since 1963. We covered the course last week. Um, Jason Kokrak, the winner, and this is a guy that you know you've bet on a lot in the past yeah, year. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Kokrak guy. Uh, I was glad to see him win. Yeah, um, and the, the I know it was tough to watch over the weekend. A lot going on. I caught a little bit of Sunday, a little bit of Thursday, um, and so I missed. Probably the story, the main storyline was uh, Kokrak. He was was playing terrible in the back nine on his second nine of his second round, which I think they finished on Saturday. Yeah, they got they got a little bit of delay and then had to finish up on uh, Saturday. Yeah, so he shot a forty one on. Uh, I can do that. I know. Right? Uh, <laughs> Maybe not from where he plays. <laughs> yeah, but uh, to see that, and he was he was down he was down nine strokes at one point. And then comes back and, and ends up winning. He was trailing Scheffler going into Sunday. Yeah, Scheffler kind of tricked off uh, right away on the back nine on mm -hmm. Sunday. I think he went double, double, and then par and double, or, or uh, double bogey. And then I think he threw another one in there. So, yeah. Um, nice to see some lower scores. You know, some of these kind of wraparound tournaments, 
these guys just blow up par and are hitting like you know 20 under and stuff so it's nice to see uh some higher scores yeah 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 higher scores um right i think kokrek won with what is he eight under somewhere around eight or nine i think yeah um which i like that i like to see these guys have to struggle and adjust a little bit um and not just you know fucking destroy the course which is also fun to watch but it can get a little bit boring to me Mm -hmm. um yeah, dude, Kokrak, he got the putter rolling. Um, I think that's the biggest difference in his game over the past few years since he started winning tournaments. He's always been a great ball striker. You, I mean, anyone that's playing PGA, the, the, to win on tour, these guys, you got to be a good striker. Right. There's no, gone are like the guys that can just totally roll it. You know, Kiz you come, comes to mind, but he's a great ball striker. Yeah, he, he just is. doesn't have distance. Exactly. Um, you gotta be you gotta be a good ball striker and then it's just can you get your putter hot and if you're you know i think of these guys like like morikawa Mm -hmm. um that just they're you know they're constantly in tournaments because they're they're such good ball strikers they're so precise with their irons and all it takes is you know a weekend but even two days a day where they start you know they and uh, you know they fire off an eight under round and it's done and that's exactly what happened with kokrak he I think he made four straight birdies at one point, you know, of various lengths, like 13 feet, 12 feet. These aren't, those are, those yeah. are tough putts. Yep. It, it sounds short and it looks short on TV, but I, you go to the, you go to uh, a putting green in practice and don't take the same putt from, from the same spot. Just drop a ball 12 feet away from all the holes out there and see how many you make. You're not going to have that high of a, of a percentage. And not, neither do the pros. I think it, like their make percentage is like 40% from outside 12 feet. Which so, is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's still hell it's still, high. It's still very good. <laughs> it's still very, very good. But um, to make four in a row, yeah, that's incredible. I mean, he actually went out there and won the tournament when he thought all else was lost. He, I mean, he almost had his swing coach fly out on on Saturday afternoon to help him with his swing going into his third round. Yeah, dude, I like Kokrak. I'm, I'm juiced. Like you said, I've bet on him a number of times. I've hit a couple top tens with him. He's uh he's super cool. He's on PGA Tour Radio. If you if mm. you listen on Sirius, he's got a show on there. Like he jumps on like once a week or something with one of the guys. Seems like a you know just down earth dude. Be hella fun to play round of golf with and yeah. fucking you know just happens to be really good at golf. Yeah, um, he seems really really cool. I mean, this surprised me. I mean, I was looking at the the golf rankings and he's twenty six twenty second in the world. And he just missed out on a Ryder Cup. Yeah, and he's he has the most wins. Since the beginning of 2020, uh, second to other than Ka- uh, Patrick Cantley, who won four. So he's won three times, and that's only in 28 starts. Yep. It's incredible. It's a great percentage. Uh, I got a question for you. The guy that he, he came from behind and beat, and I said kind of tricked it off here, hasn't won a tournament yet, right? right. Scotty Scheffler. Mm-hmm. We know it's coming. When, when, do you think, I mean, do you, when do you think it's coming next year? I mean, now you're asking, is, is it going to be at one of these little tournaments or is it going to be in one of the... All right, here, here I'll add, do you think he wins, do you, do you think he wins a major or just a regular tournament next year? I think just a regular tournament. See, I'm going to say the other way around. I think he gets a major title as his first. And, and my reason being is he's so good at, uh, he hits the ball so goddamn high and uh, with those iron, like the way he plays, I think is just suited for for major championships, right? Um, if you're talking that kind of game, then you're talking about two specific tournaments there. Yes, 
Yes, we are. Talking about Augusta. A little Masters love, which which he's been around, right? He was up mm-hmm. there last year. And that's where I think I think if he does win a major, I think it's going to be Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I want to see uh, – I like Scotty Scheffler. I, I want to see him – I feel like once he wins one, I'm, this isn't a hot take, right? But right. he's just going to probably fire off a couple more that season. So. Yeah. I mean, he's on, he's on everyone's radar at this point, and everyone's kind of feeling the same way as you. Just like, when's, when's it going to happen? Well, he's got confidence from the Ryder Cup. Right. Um, I think that was huge for him, actually. Yep. was him to go out there and, and show that he could do it. And he went out and beat – you know, John Rom in some high pressure situations. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I think that's going. I think he can fall back on that. He didn't get it done over the weekend, but um, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, he almost won the WGC yeah. last year. Yeah, the match play. Right. Yep. Almost won that. Um, yeah. Shit loads of top tens. I don't. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I won't be surprised if he wins a major. But if you're just asking me what to put, what to put money on, I would say a regular tournament. Maybe like a memorial or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Bigger type tournament prior mm-hmm. leading up to one. Yeah, I can see that happening as well. Or what about like a tournament uh, or uh, the the tour championship would be a good one to win. Yep. Um, your bets. How did how did those turn out? Uh, my bets. I I took Matt Wolf to win in top ten. Um, he was right there when he made that ace on Sunday. I was like, "Oh shit, let's go!" <laughs> um, but he missed the top ten by one stroke, which is top tens are hella fun. They're brutal to watch at times. Um, and then I bet I bet the Gooch. Not a good week for the Gooch. I think he finished plus one. And then I took our guy Mito Pereira, and he was in like the twentieth range. So all losers. Um, I'm probably gonna just hold off on betting PGA till. The bigger tournaments with the January, yeah. yeah. I'm inclined to agree. I mean, this this kind of wrap around, it's not a wrap around season, but like I guess like the early part of the year before everyone like the before all the big guys come out and play. It's but, tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and I respect these I, guys that are that are that are playing these tournaments. They're out there grinding. They're, they're trying. No, to be it able is. To you know, shoes, it's you know? just with like if there's football on on a Sunday and Saturday, yeah. the chances. And I love golf. If it's not Ryder Cup or like last year where we had the Masters in the middle of the fall and stuff, right. it's gonna be tough for me to flip over. Right. Um. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, there's, it's 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 still good to watch. Right. Um. It's just there's so much other stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, the bets didn't work out too well. But that's all right. We'll, we'll be back. We'll, we'll have a couple more. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to hold off on doing our DraftKings and posting our picks and stuff and probably until next next year. Well, we got the RSM this week, and then that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. They do the father-son and now daughter-father-daughter with Nels and her dad playing in it. Yep. And then it's what Tigers tournament, the the hero, hero which yeah. is kind of like a pseudo tournament. So we don't really got anything going on, anyways. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Nelly Corda, we had the Pelican Women's Championship last week, uh, last weekend. Winner Nelly Corda, excellent finish. Oh, a playoff. I mean, she went out and and you know really hung in there. So uh, went so- out and got it. Uh, played a one-hole playoff with Lydia Ko, Lexi Thompson, and Se Young Kim. And to win, first of all, to win uh, a one, on, on one hole with four people is pretty impressive. It's impressive. It's impressive. 
Do you know what everybody else scored on that? Did she birdie so it? she birdied it? They all went pars. Okay. Um, I think Lydia might even bogeyed it. Saying Kim hit a fucking incredible. Show. I did watch this. I watched this on Saturday night when it was rerunning, and then I, I caught the the highlights and condensed highlights afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she won with a bird. Everyone else, I think Lexi pard. Um, I mean, Lexi had the same putt that she missed to to for bogey to 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 par it to yeah. to get the bird. So, um, dude, that was good stuff. Ladies golf. I mean, we've said this a number of times, but it's in a great place right now, especially even having Lydia Kobach up at the top of these leaderboards like that. Um, mm-hmm. Fourth person playoff. Saying Kim dropped a like twenty foot bomb on eighteen for a bird. Obviously, you, you hate to see. Well, let's get we'll get into it. First, yeah. we got to give Nels exactly hella credit because she tripled 17 uh and she had the lead in the tournament. She tripled 17, she comes back, birdies 18, needs Lexi to fumble, which we'll mm-hmm. we'll get into and then comes back and wins in the playoff hole. So, uh the mindset and the 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 stones to triple a hole. Right. Um, and then right come back. back and fire off a birdie uh, is is great. And then her attitude about it is great. She's laughing, just saying afterwards, thank God that we didn't have to play 17 for the playoff <laughs> hole, um, which is pretty funny. Um, and I, she's, she's a killer, dude. Um, I was going to say, and I guess this could be a good segue into the, I guess what has been kind of the big storyline of the tournament is the turnaround, the, the the play between her and Lexi, or the mindset between her and Lexi, since we since we saw them at the U.S. Open here at Olympic Club, it's like completely flipped. I feel like that's when Nelly started talking about mental her mental game and improving that, and you know realizing that it's just golf and all that. And I remember Lexi trying to kind of say, use the same mantra, and Lexi ended up blowing it. Nels didn't do too well, uh, or she still did very well, but she didn't end up you know winning that tournament or being in the playoff at the at the US Open. But since then No, she missed a cut at the US Open. That's right. Okay. That was Jess ended up that's playing right. full Sunday. She was she was gone. That's right. That's right. So she didn't have a good tournament. Um but since, since then, then she's been outstanding. Outstanding. Number one in the world. Um there's a chance that she could win the player of the year. It's between her and uh Jin Young Ko. Yeah Jin Young Ko. Um so it's between them two, whoever finishes I, I, no, actually, if one of them wins it, they win. They'll win. They'll win it for sure. Dude, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great TV because Jin Young Ko is a little killer too. Right. She was, I mean, she was right in this tournament mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, so so Lexi since then though she's I think she blew a couple tournaments since then with these little short putts. I mean, these pressure packed putts. We were, I, I was giving her an excuse last time at the U.S. Open when she when people were calling it a collapse. Now I'm starting to think it might have been because she. I mean, these are these are tap ins that she's missing. They're yeah, two feet. It's tough too because she putted so well through the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, here's it's, it's going to be interesting when we get all the in depth stats for LPGA in the years to come, right? Because you know we don't know what her actual strokes gained putting are. Um, mm-hmm. It could be a lot better than than you would think, right? Um, but yeah, these. These little, I mean, everyone's seen Lexi miss these little three-foot short putts uh, time and time again, unfortunately. And, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't get. I, I'm not sure. To me, it's got to be mental. She, we know right. she can putt. She's a fucking stud. Um, it's, it's hard to watch, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, I like. I, I think everyone's a, a pretty big Lexi Thompson fan, and right, and but she's been around forever. She's been around 26. forever. She grew up in the spotlight. You know, she's got kind of like a hardened exterior, but mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I must have that Friday we saw her. I probably saw her give out ten balls to little girls at the right. U.S. Open. Like she, so she personable. She's hella cool. She's a sweetheart. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think to me, it's got to just be between the ears and go see a sports psych and, yeah. and figure it out. But uh, I, I I want her to do well. You know, um, I felt. It's hard to watch. Hard to watch it a is. person that you're a fan of and have a tournament right there, and then just see him. She's definitely it away. not one of those players like where you're like, "Good, I'm glad they missed that yeah. putt or whatever." Like they kind of deserve it. I mean, she, she's you know a USA player, very good. Uh, she's had great success already with 11 wins on the LPGA, and I mean she was right there for the for the U.S. Open, and just to see that kind of fall from that because her reputation. It has always been way up, you know, really good. There's always been questions about the putting, but now, like, you got to wonder, you know, what what does she have to do to turn this around? Is it a one tournament? Is it a one win thing making a making a clutch putt to win a tournament? Is does she have to do it multiple times? Does it take over the course of months, or is it something that can happen essentially with one win? I I would think it probably would just happen with one win. I think so. Too. Um, right, preferably like a big win, but um. Uh, I think it has to be a big win because if it's a if it's a smaller tournament, you know, people yeah, will... the pressure's not quite on her, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Um, but yet, to me, it, it seems like it's got to just be between the ears. I mean, like you watch her ball striking, you watch her putt. Saturday, she was draining putts. Saturday was hella entertaining to watch. Uh, I was a few bevies deep on Saturday night and flipping back between shitty Mountain West football and the <laughs> rerun. And they, they were fucking throwing darts. Her and Nelly were going back and forth. They went all back and forth on Sunday too. Um, That's awesome. Uh, they were, and they were talking about it too. It's like, she's on Sunday and beyond. It's she, I mean, she's 0-4 in playoffs. I was completely shocked to hear that she's lost every <sighs> playoff she's ever been in. And she's been around now for what, 12 years, something like that. Something crazy. I mean, she made. Yeah, and the last two were, you know, epic collapses. Yeah. Um, to her credit, she didn't really miss. Like, I mean, you know that that putt she had on eighteen at the U.S. Open was a tough putt. It was a tough putt. It looks looks easy, but that thing, those greens were brutal. Um, that course is brutal. that course is brutal. But the, it, you know, it's the the the, the flub chipping on the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open that I that like I that I remember back to or right. think back to that really was the death of her there. Um, but I mean, again, right? Ask fucking Ben Hogan about. Uh, Finishing up a U.S. Open at Olympic Club, Arnold Palmer, Arnold too. Palmer, right? All the Jim Furyk. So mm-hmm. it it that's that that course kind of gets you. I can give her a pass there, but yeah, this one was tough. And then seeing her miss the same putt again on the playoff hole, it was basically the same putt. Um, Rough, tough to watch. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I had here was it, it kind of looks at, at times she's playing not to lose instead of just going out there and playing her game and and letting the chips fall where they may. But that's a complete speculative uh guess on on what's really going on i wonder what she can do to make short uh, short pressure putts and the only the only thing i could come across was just having a really good routine she's a professional fucking golfer of course she has a solid yeah. routine um 
I'm inclined to agree with you that she might just be putting a little bit too much pressure on herself instead of just trusting her skills. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, everyone wants to see her succeed. So hopefully she turns it around and gets a win this next upcoming season. I mean, dude, she's only 26. She's got plenty of time to turn plenty it around um, and and, and uh, get her some major championships and put a good stamp on her career. Exactly. I mean, she's going to be around for a while. Um, and speaking of someone who's been around for a while, we got Phil Mickelson winning the Champions Tour Championship. Did you watch any of that? I watched none of that. Right. Um, I will say this. Almost seems a little unfair, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it seems it seems unfair because uh, when these Hall of Famers, these instant Hall of Famers, transition to what was formerly the Senior PGA and now the Champions Tour, that first like few years, they just rack up a ton of wins, right? Yeah. Because they're just out of regular tour skill level. But they are so far and above everybody else because each year that these guys play, they don't get any better. You know, the longer you're on the Champions Tour, unless your you're skills, Bernhard Langer, your skills declining. Unless you're Bernhard Langer, who won his sixth Schwab Cup, impressive. This dude was playing with Jack Nicklaus, bro. It's incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah, right. I mean, you think like you get Phil out there. He just this year, this same season, he won the fucking PGA. Mm-hmm. He outdrove Brooks Kepka on the 16th hole of the PGA and had the longest drive of the tournament. And he's gonna go play against Kenny Perry, who can't even, you know, make a turn and walk eighteen. Not God bless Kenny Perry, love right, Kenny Perry, right. but the point being, right, like that just doesn't seem right. He's got to have, I don't know, what fifteen miles per hour more ball speed than these guys oh, right now. Without a doubt. Um, I mean, he's still thinking speed. All these other guys are like just don't break. <laughs> and credit to Phil, he went and won him a fuckload of money. Yeah. And like, but he, he doesn't make the rules, but. Right. Definitely seems a little bit unfair. It does. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, if you come into once you, I guess if you're still playing on the on the regular tour, like you know you have like a full exemption or whatever, maybe you play from a different set of tees for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you can't blame him in any way though. He's following the same rules as everybody else. No, has. no, totally, totally. And he's helping the tour because he's getting more people out there and all that stuff too. I mean, he's a huge draw when he plays in yeah, tournament. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. He's a huge draw. Like we saw when he plays at the Fortnite, right? Yeah, uh, he's the main guy. He's 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 the biggest. I think I heard today. You know the whole social media interactions thing. He was the number one dude for the PGA. Um, so. And that makes tons of sense. He's he's hilarious. Um, everyone likes Phil. Yeah, you know he seems very genuine. I think that's why everyone likes him too. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this today, right? Like he's funny though too. He has like a dry sense it, of humor. He's sometimes. funny, but it's not like labored funny. Right. You know, not right. to rip Bryson, but it, it seems like anytime Bryson makes a post on social media, I'm like, this is so he's not gen, not real. Hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and where like Phil's, it just all comes off. Totally natural. Um, and it comes off as, as him doing it. You know what I mean? Like when Bryson tries to uh, like spice up his, his social media, I don't even know if it's if it's him writing it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. With, with Phil, you can hear his voice when he tweets out some shit. <laughs> like I was watching uh, Golf Today on, on the Golf Channel and, and they asked a question on there and he fucking responded to the show like right away. And, he, and you could just hear like, hey, hashtag golf, golf today or whatever. And he responded like that right on it. He's awesome. Um, 
all the credit to him, right? I think it is at his age. I don't think he's ever been more. You're talking a guy that's been popular his entire career, and mm-hmm. you know, but I don't think he's ever been more popular than he is now. Totally agree. Uh, that's coming from two guys that used to hate Phil growing up. True, and I'm fucking left-handed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when what Phil's trans going to transition to the to the Champions Tour eventually, is it going to be standard for all these guys? You think like like a Sergio, a Tiger, like an Adam Scott, uh, you know, all these guys who are approaching forty or over forty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it? Do you think all of them are going to play in the Champions Tour? For I don't think Tiger will. What does he really have to gain? Right. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe. Maybe he does. I would love to see some Tiger and Sergio Champions Tour battles. I would too. You can put that on. Don't bump LPGA for Golf Channel, but put that on. That I'll watch. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of watching too much Champions Tour. If it's like the U.S. Open or something, I'll watch it, but. For the most part, I don't need to see fucking yeah. Kenny Perry's slow swinging ass out there. Again, sorry, Kenny, love you. Uh, yeah. Just the name that comes to mind when I think of that. Well, and I, I think that the the guys Fuzzy are, Zeller. Yeah, the uh, guys <laughs> are on the tour now. Those guys are weren't they were all the pre Tiger dominance era or, yeah. or or the early Tiger dominance era. What we're going to be seeing here in the next you know five ten years, I guess we can say, is like all these guys that like you know in the like hugely popular golfers, yeah. Well, and, and superstars. And and another thing is is you know guys that have really taken care of themselves and had the fitness influence of, right. of golf. Where previously, like you said, these guys the pre Tiger era was more of like you know your round waisted and kind of stereotypical golfer, right? And now these dudes, you, you're Sergio, Adam Scott, Tiger. Those guys are in fucking shape, right? Um, and and so yeah. It, it, that'd be fun. You're gonna it'd see be very a, fun. You're gonna see like twelve Bernhard Langers come in. That's why of, Bernhard's had so much success, right? Yeah. He's he's in great physical shape for how old he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my biggest question. Was like, what's it gonna look like? I mean, it, it could either be really fucking awesome, or like these guys can just decide, nah, I made enough money, I don't, I don't really want to play anymore. Yeah, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be up to the Champions Tour to make themselves a draw for those players. Well, I think if you get a couple, right, and it mm-hmm. starts with Phil, but then like you, you know, we, yeah, you can get an Adam Scott, a Sergio in there. I'm trying to think of who else is like kind of teetering on that line. They got Strick there this year. Mm-hmm. You got Furyk there as a rookie this year. Those guys still got all the game in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other bigger names that are kind of flirting in that region. I know. I was trying to think about this earlier too. I, I think we've. I think you. We we've named the them big all. ones. Yeah. yeah, but if if you can get those type of names there, then then I think the the, the cat may 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 play. Yeah. if you will. <laughs> uh, Awesome. I think that's the most we've talked Champions Tour ever. It on is. The podcast, it but is. Something worth noting. All right. Um, should we wrap up with Up and Down? Uh, yes. Hold on, though. I'm going to bet. I, I, I won't bet PGA. I am going to make a couple bets on the CME uh, Tour Championship. Okay. What do you got? I got favorites. I'm going to obviously bet uh, Nels. It's Nels season. That's a plus 550. Jin Young Ko is actually the favorite at plus 500. Nels plus five fifty, middle of the pack. Who I think has a great chance to lead it. Who was up at the leaderboard? A girl, Patty T, plus two eighty. Yep, yep. And then, uh, where was it? Where did I see her? Oh, and then long shot Bay Area girl. Well, I love her game. Yalimi No plus nine thousand. 
Oh, she was right up there at the uh, the Evian. She's yeah. been up in all those majors. Uh, she's fucking badass um, and fearless. So plus nine thousand. That's a long shot, but we'll see what happens. All right, let's go, ladies. All right, up and down. This is again our our weekly segment. Talk about anything. It could be gambling, golf, life, anything that's up, anything that's down. Let it rip. What do you got? All right, up. Uh, Nels already been up on on the season, but that's a gutty ass win to triple bogey and come back with two birdies, one to put it into a playoff and one to win the playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all amateur golfers can can take a lot of value and lesson from that right and just mm-hmm. put it's so easy to let a bad hole fucking leak in and then all of a sudden you're totally. you've hit a triple double single instead of you can just you know forget that hole and move on slow it down and and i think that's where my game's improved a lot over the last year is not not letting bad shots leak into the next shots um so acceptance acceptance nels on that note um LPGA, right? You were texting me about the LPGA. My dad, obviously, big LPGA guy, but myself, a couple other people randomly asked me about the LPGA if I was watching this weekend. I've said it before on here, the the LPGA is in like the best spot it could be right now. They're getting more coverage. Right. They're getting the advanced stats. They're going to get more gambling love. They're bringing the courses or the majors They're to, bringing to big courses. Majors to big courses uh, where the men play majors. Mm-hmm. And you've got tons of personalities, and you got tons of really good players up and down the leaderboard from all over the world from too. All over the world, American golf is back in in the LPGA. The Koreans are always going to be there, uh, but it's awesome. There's tons of great players, and I think more and more people are starting to realize, like, dude, this is it's actually really fun. These like they're so good with their short game, right? Mm-hmm. And and how they can get into these into greens. So I think more people are coming around to it, and I think it's great. And then uh, the last up for me is uh, my driver. I, like I said, we touched on. I, I don't think I, that was the best I probably drove the ball in years. Uh, so uh, I would like to keep that going. I, I have probably the most confidence I've ever had with that club in my hand. So it was awesome watching you crush your driver. Uh, I mean, you were, and it wasn't even. It wasn't even. You were getting favor, favorable bounces or anything like that. They were straight down the middle. I mean, the majority of them. Uh, so that was really fun to watch you get that thing back. Uh, up for myself, I'm going to say uh, my, as well, having the driver back in my golf game, but getting the notice for volunteering at Pebble. Doing it with uh, with you, obviously, and then being able to do something like that with my pops. It'll be good for his ass to get out there walking around, interacting with people. Um you just got to get him out there, and he's gonna have a great time. Yeah, I know. I was trying to tell Avery. He yeah. just he just wasn't about it. He goes, "I'll just you, you get a free ticket, right?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, do we <laughs> do we get a guest pass?" I think so. I don't okay. know. Maybe. Okay, that's what I told him. I was trying. I was trying dickhead, to dickhead. This is what he doing. He goes, "Well, why am I gonna volunteer?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I gotta find out like what like how that works. I think we get our stuff mailed to us. We don't actually have to go pick it up. Like we did at the Fortinet. Oh, woe is me. Have to take a trip down to Pebble. Yeah, darn. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so down. I'll start with down. Uh, As always, my putting. But Lexi Thompson as well, down. Yeah, I didn't want to put her on mine, but it it is. It is. We got to put Lexi on here. Only because she's going to rise like a phoenix this year. I I have a do know. Um, And then we had the the scare with with our, our pup, young Bruce, our French bulldog. Had to take him to the emergency vet for some 
some hives the other day, but uh, we're all, all good right. now. He's all right. He's 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 sleeping right now. Totally fine. Um, what do you got for down? Uh, I've got my short game. I was disappointed in my short game, mm-hmm. um, but that's fine. It'll come back. Uh, side note: on my down last week, I had Brooks Kepka on a down, yeah. uh, fading Brooks in the Houston Open. Didn't make the cut. Oh, that was right. <laughs> uh, totally right. <laughs> Didn't make the cut on a course he Turns helped design. I was just going to say. Um, <laughs> we know Brooksy doesn't care. No. And then uh, my other down is um, the PGA fall wraparound season. Like I said, I, I quite frankly, aside from the Fortnite, which we volunteered at, I couldn't give two shits about most of these tournaments. Right. Um, and I'm a big golf fan. It's just tough to get into. I uh, mean, the, I was looking at the names and barely anybody in the top 25 even in uh, for this upcoming tournament, so and it's no shade on these corn fairy guys no, that are playing it. That's great. Do your thing. Get mm-hmm. get make your money. Get make those money. get those points stacked up. Um, it's just tough for me to get into with football going on um, and and everything. College it, football too. And I mean, the LPGA's got their top players are playing this weekend, right? right. Um, and granted, it's their tour championship, but I mean, their top players have been playing for the last month. So, what you know. gonna, yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, this upcoming week, we got we'll have a podcast on on Tuesday. We got Thanksgiving coming up. We got the match between Brooks Kepka and uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Shout out TNT for making this twelve holes. Yes, thank you. That's actually probably a, uh, Brooks probably said I'm only doing twelve. Fuck this eighteen bullshit. Um, oh, dude! Imagine I would. He's the guy I want to watch do eighteen because I want to see how pissed off he is by the sixth hour mm-hmm. of fucking coverage, and they're only on hole twelve. <laughs> so, looking forward to that. We're either going to be back on Tuesday. We might try to uh, finagle a Friday podcast, uh, maybe a live one, where we're watching the uh, the match because that'll be really fun. And it's only twelve holes, so I'm not a fool. Yeah, it could be like four hours. Right. So, yeah, other than that, looking forward to next week. Tune in for that. Um, And as always, get them straight. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to either preview or live stream The Match with Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, along with the LPGA Championship Recap. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.